edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 83. I am Joe Doves. And I am Ann. And I'm Zach. <laughs> and we are starting off with a new collection of movies. It's the Indiana Jones movies with Harrison fucking Ford. Um, we have a total of four movies, but some like to say there's only three, but there is four that we will be watching all four movies. But today we will be talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now I got a question for you, Andy, because you, you are the movie guru here. Um, was Raiders of the Lost Ark just called Raiders of the Lost Ark and then became Indiana Jones? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was conceptualized that way, and it says that on all, the first run of uh, theatrical posters. And then later on, they were like, oh, we're going to make a series. What is this the series called? And so that's where Indy came from. Well, I mean, he already had the name, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But before we get into that, guys, what the hell have you been watching? Looks like a whole lot of nothing from all three of us. Yeah, I've been busy. No, I, I managed to watch a... I, I've been watching a fuck ton of, like, dumb shit on YouTube still because I'm worthless. But uh, I watched a movie called Brother. Uh, it's directed by Kateshi, uh, Takeshi Kitano, you know, beat Takeshi. Mm-hmm. It's the only movie he ever directed that was like made in the United States. And it was supposed to be a big deal. And the movie's kind of a mess in a little bit. Oh, it's, it was still really interesting and I still really enjoyed it. It came out in like 2000 or 2001. Um, I mean, he he wrote it and directed it and stars in it just like he likes to do. The only other uh, noteworthy actor in it is Omar Epps. He does a really good job. And it's just a, a Yakuza guy gets exiled and goes to L.A. and like basically starts a gang and then starts taking over stuff in L.A. It, it's an interesting movie, but I, I've I've seen I've seen movies from Beat Takeshi that I liked way better. Nice. Like Violent Cop, I love that movie. I like how all your uh, movies are pretty much foreign, like Japanese and shit. I got. Hey, this this was notably American. This was notably a domestic movie. That's why it was a big deal. It's because uh, Beat Takeshi had never made a Hollywood movie. He in interviews years later, he always said this is one of his least favorite, if not his least favorite movies, because he said American actors suck. <laughs> <laughs> and. I would have to agree with him on some levels. I would, just, I would say. I think I think Japanese actors and American actors have vastly different like styles. Like if you learn acting, I think they're different. And it's interesting watching the the classical or classical the, the actual Japanese actors act opposite American actors in this movie, and you start seeing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's 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 an interesting movie. I mean, it's an interesting plot and everything. It's an entertaining movie, but it's interesting also due to the whole meta. Oh, Kitano came to the Hollywood and made a Hollywood movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Zach, what about you? Boy, you were wrong this time because apparently, when you guys don't watch anything, I watch a bunch of movies. Oh shit! Name. I watched uh, Dracula from 1931, nice. um, the original. I watched Frankenstein, the original, from 1931 as well. Nice. I, I watched I watched Hellraiser. Fuck yeah. I watched Wrestling. I watched Inland Empire. <laughs> Not only did you watch Wrestling, you were at Wrestling. I was, act- I was physically at a wrestling location. <laughs> did you get wrestled? Did they wrestle you? 
No, they were scared. I think John Moxley wanted to. Like it seemed like he was going to jump the barricade, but then he just went. But he went backstage. Yeah, it's all about that invisible wall, brother. But uh, <laughs> all these movies are good. Um, they're all very different from one. Well, Frankenstein's not that different from Dracula, I guess. But no. <laughs> there. Besides that, oh, and Raiders, of course. I watched that too. Um, but I don't know. I, I like all of them. Uh, I don't think you could really talk about Inland Empire that easily. I can't really sum that up, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, I, I saw Hellraiser for the first time. Though all these movies I saw for the first time, except Raiders, and I liked all of them. Yeah, Hellraiser was good for like the first three movies, and then they just what are they up to like seventeen now? Yeah, you could make that argument for a lot of those uh, '80s slasher horror movies that kind of got serial sequelized or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think you could make that argument for quite nearly all of them. I literally can't think of one that wasn't like raped by sequels. Like it, it depends on how, how, how big of a fan you are of them is going to determine how many of those movies you like. I think yeah. <laughs> for like, like Friday the 13th, some people love them all for like different re- like, cause they're just a huge fan. Some people only like fucking two or three well, and that's it. I guess it's a good thing that there were sequels to Friday the 13th because that means we got Jason X, and that's the best one. Jason X is amazing. That one is genuinely <laughs> genuinely one of my favorite horror movies. Like, I'm, not being, I'm not being smarky or anything. I love that movie. It's so great. I hit the mic. I'm sorry. You, you sure that was you? I thought that was me. <laughs> oh, that awkward silence. Nice. <laughs> um... Me, on the other hand, I haven't been watching... The only thing I watched was uh, Friday the 13th. I didn't put that on the list. Because, oh, hey, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, because of the Hall- Halloween and shit. Because, you know, that was the, during the week where I just moved in here. In my new place. I'm in my new apartment, everybody. Welcome. Um, I also watched a lot of uh, Blacklist. It, it stars James Spader. Anybody, anybody remember James Spader? Yes. Yeah, so it, that show is fucking addicting. Um, I recommend it to everybody. But that's all I've been watching. So Friday the 13th and The Blacklist. So let's dive into Raiders of the Lost Ark. Andy, do you want to take it, take it first? You know, what you like? Oh, about- yeah. I guess. I feel like... We're breaking, we're breaking from our normal formula here in that we usually watch movies that we're unfamiliar with or something. Like when we watched uh, Star Trek, I had seen them all, but you hadn't seen some of them, and there was like more to talk about. But I, I've watched Raiders of the Lost Ark like every year since I was eight or something like that. I've seen this movie a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure both of you have seen the movie. I know Zach's seen the movie a ton, and I assume you've seen it more than once at least. Yeah. And... Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little harder to discuss it, I think, just because uh, generally speaking, people tend to agree that this is an incredibly good movie. Like it's it's really good. It was the highest grossing film of 1981 by like a wide margin. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made by people who were already established as great filmmakers and would go on to make more great films: Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Harrison Ford. It's you know. There's, there's not a lot to say uh, as far as, oh, we're going to critique and criticize this movie. But 
it's still fun to discuss it because it's Indiana Jones. And God damn it, I love Indiana Jones. But, I mean, <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen it, we're just going to talk about it like you've seen it. Because if you haven't, I mean, I think it's on Netflix. What are you doing? Go watch it. Yeah, watch it before, uh, you know, it goes on uh, Disney Plus or whatever it's called. Right. That launches in a week, I think. Yeah, and if you have Verizon as your phone plan, you get it, uh, I believe, a free for a year. If you have uh-huh. a, a limited plan. That's pretty cool. There's also a deal where you can sign up, and for like 13 or $14 a month, you get it and Hulu and ESPN+. Plus. I was thinking about doing that. I mean, the Mandalorian should just be enough to just get it, in my opinion. But... Yeah. That we're getting off in the off in the weeds here. We got we got to talk about Andy. Um, I will say this right off the bat. As a series, I wouldn't say that, you know, I love Indiana Jones, but I do love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I will say that. I think it's a complete movie. Um, from beginning to end, I was glued to my TV. Uh, here's something funny, because I've seen the series before. I'm like, John, uh, Rice, however you say his name, Davies. Family. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Reese Davis. John Reese Davis. Yeah. I thought he. If, this is going to sound really stupid and you guys can laugh at me, but I thought he was Indy's father for a second. I'm like, wait a second. That's Sean Connery. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know why. It's you're just, misremembering. Yeah. But uh, it has Nazis in there, you know, because of the fucking. The, the Lost Ark Covenant and all that shit. But. Right off the bat, I want to say I love the monkey, even though what happens to <laughs> with the poison. And um, love the music. Fucking John Williams. Fucking great. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is directed by Steven Spielberg, and it's helped, I believe, by George Lucas, if I'm correct, right? Well, they, they co-worked on the story. It, this is another one of those things where it's hard to, like pick out exactly who did what because my understanding is like steven spielberg was the one directing it he was there getting uh doing all the staging and the blocking and stuff mm-hmm. but george lucas was also there like giving ideas we should do this maybe shoot this like this so it was more spielberg but lucas was very much there and from what i understand the story was originally lucas's idea pretty much um the two of them like hashed it out over uh, I think they were like in Hawaii or something like George Lucas was after one of his movies came out, he was in Hawaii or something. And they were talking, Oh, I've always wanted to make a movie about uh, this guy who would be an archeologist. It'd be like the old Republic serials and years went by and they kind of worked on it and they got with Lawrence Kasdan and they hammered out a screenplay. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these people have their fingers in there. Lawrence Kasdan, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, but like as far as the credits are concerned, Steven Spielberg directed this movie. Story by George Lucas, screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan. But I think they all helped with all of those things. Well, I can definitely tell by the humor in this movie could be a little bit of George Lucas, especially, and also the shot where you know the poison dates and stuff, where Indy throws the the date up in the air, and then Sala. Uh, catches it because you know it's obviously poisoned. I believe that that was a little. I believe that's more of a George Lucas kind of thing. I don't George know. Lucas famously added um, 
when the when the guy with the monkey comes into the bar to like report or whatever, mm-hmm. he like they they stop him and he goes, "Oh, Heil Hitler!" And then the monkey <laughs> does, like the the monkey does the little Heil Hitler thing. That was George Lucas's idea. He came up with that, I guess, on set. They were like, "Oh, we should make the monkey do a little Heil Hitler. That'd be hilarious." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not wrong. It is hilarious. <laughs> um, if you ever played the game Uncharted, like. This and keep in mind, this movie did come out before Uncharted. Obviously, no, by a little bit. <laughs> no, you're you're wrong. Uncharted, Indiana Jones ripped off Uncharted. You'd be surprised with some. Oh, people. the list of stuff that ripped off Indiana Jones is super long. I mean, even just video games. I, uh, Laura Croft is derivative of Indiana Jones too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they never really tried to hide that fact, though. No, absolutely. They didn't. <laughs> What do you think of the villain of this movie? Not the Nazis, but more of the like uh, other Belloc. Yeah, Belloc. Is it time to talk about Belloc? Because I've been dying to talk about Belloc. Can we talk about Belloc? Yeah, let's talk about. I Belloc. am a shadowy reflection of you. He's my <laughs> favorite Indiana Jones villain. He's number one favorite Indiana Jones villain. Like, I really like um, uh, General Vogel's great in the third one, and like, it's harder. It's hard to come up with a better villain than a Nazi. But in Temple of Doom, they're enslaving children. So, you know, they're pretty evil, too. And I'm not, like, Belloc isn't, like, you know, enslaved children evil or anything. But he's such an interesting character, and I love the fact that he's like, oh, I'm like, it it wouldn't take but a push for you to become like me and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. And I swear I must have seen this movie, like, four or five times where I've been sitting there and been like, wait a minute, and look something up trying to figure out if he's, like, supposed to be, like, from Vichy, France, or something, and he's not the years wrong. It's it's like four years off, but it's like kind of implies that it's like he's working with the Nazis, even though he's not German, and that kind of makes him even more of a scumbag. And the actor does such a great job, and I'm frustrated that he like he he, he doesn't have a lot of really big. He was like Ivan Ooze in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, he's Ivan Ooze in the Power I Rangers didn't movie. Know that he had one more big claim to fame. What the fuck was it? <laughs> Oh yeah, he's uh he's the reverend in Hot Fuzz. Oh fuck off, Grasshopper, and they shoots him with the oh dare entry. He's that I guy. Mean. What the fuck? But uh he he's excellent in this role, and it's so upsetting to me that this didn't like catapult him to like massive stardom because he is great in it. I I think Belloc is the best act, uh, the best acted and best written Indiana Jones villain. And can we all just say that Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford in every movie that he plays? And that's not a bad thing at all. It's just, I feel like he's more of himself than anything. He's different yeah. He's different versions of him, I think. Yeah, he's different versions of himself, but I still, I see his other characters in his characters all the time. Like, I'm always getting a bit of, like, of, of Rick or Han or Indy or whatever, when he's playing like Jack Ryan or the president or whatever he's doing that year, I always see a little bit of those other characters. In there. Mm-hmm. I but I'm, that's still, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just, I can see the other characters in his other performances. I still think the uh, iconic scene is when uh, the guy with the sword and then he just fucking takes out his gun and just blasts them. <laughs> <laughs> Famously because he was sick and just didn't feel like shooting a fight scene. He couldn't, I don't think. <laughs> Due to food poisoning. That's right. The whole the whole crew got sick while they were shooting in Tunisia, except Steven Spielberg, because he had brought his own food. 
He was smart. What a dick. So, what do you th- what do you guys think of Marion? By the way, think it was a per- perfect like female to be like, you know, the lover of Indy kind of thing. Eh, I like her in this movie uh, because she's I don't know she's got like some attitude like she's got some problems with him at first you know and it just seems like over time because they go through so much shit it kind of gets smoothed over mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, you know i like that she's kind of like this weird tough chick and stuff and she doesn't take shit from anybody it's kind of kind of cool I, I think the funniest part was when indy is like trying to find the the ark and then all of a sudden comes across marion because he thinks she's dead and and he's like, you know what? I need you to stay here because I don't want them combing the desert <laughs> while I'm trying to find the ark. Honestly, my favorite thing with her is like when she's trying to escape uh, by herself, <laughs> and then she she kind of fools uh, Belloc into like, all right, let's drink, and then she thinks she can out drink him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't really work. Like they're both kind of drunk. Yeah. And then she gets that knife, and then she <laughs> starts cracking up because he's yeah. so fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> The part always gets me. Um, but the Nazis in this, I feel like they weren't a focus. I mean, Belloc was more of the focus because he's more of the villain uh, who's, you know, the counterpart of Indy. But, like, the Nazis felt like they were in the background more, in my opinion. What do you guys think about that? The Nazis? Say that again? I felt like they were more in the background. Like, obviously, they were running the thing, and, you know, they hired Belloc, to, you know, with the Ark and shit. Oh, but there's no, like, definitive Nazi character. Yeah, there's, like, besides... There's, besides, there's a officer that is, like, kind of prominent, but I, I, I couldn't tell you the guy's name. I don't remember the dude's name. I just remember uh, Toe, the fucking SS yeah. guy. He's yeah. also a great villain, by the way. That guy's amazing. Every time he says something, he's like super creepy and slimy. Yep. The way that guy talks, he's like, your fire is dying. He's <laughs> like, fucking. <laughs> uh, one of my other favorite things, it goes back to that tent scene where she's going to escape, and then he like grabs her, and then he like takes out that thing from his bag. It looks like some kind of fucking torture device. It's just a coat <laughs> hanger. <laughs> uh, the fucking plane scene when it's going around and like the gas is coming out now. <laughs> that fucking big guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, "I'm gonna fight this motherfucker," instead of just like maybe shooting him. You know, different- I love that to death because he like sees it happening, and he could have like raised an alarm or went and got a gun. And he's like, oh, "I'm gonna fight this motherfucker." And he, like takes his shirt off. Come on, bitch, we're gonna fight ah, now. Come here, huh? <laughs> kind of reminds me of like Bronson, you know that fucking. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then Indiana Jones immediately tries to cheap shot him and gets his ass handed to him. Well, he knew he couldn't beat his ass. That guy is huge. Yeah. <laughs> he tried, though, damn it. Um, Yeah, I'll, there's a lot of really great action scenes in this movie. That's one of them. The whole plane thing. And then that immediately transitions into, like, the fucking... The truck chase and all that crap. Yeah, this, this movie has incredible... Like an incredible stack up of, I want to say it's it's pacing, but it is and it isn't. But it's like um, the scene with the snakes, which is like really suspenseful and famous, and that goes straight into they're they're fighting the big muscly guy that their air air place explodes. That goes straight into 
They're chasing the truck. He's on horseback. There's all these guys. He runs over a guy. And then it goes, uh, well, not straight into, but then they get on the ship. And then that segues into the finale of the movie. So, like, the last third of this movie is, like, non-fucking-stop. You barely get a chance to catch your breath, except in the, the, the scene, oh, damn it, Andy, where doesn't it hurt? He will hear, and she kisses his elbow, etc. <laughs> oh, man. What didn't you like about the movie? I mean, I know it's going to be hard to find that, but there has to be at least one thing, right? Yeah. Um, it's bothered me for years, and it's it's inconsequential. It doesn't matter. The movie's really good besides, but they're like, oh, where's Cindy? And he's like, there! And he's like swimming out to the U-boat, and he just like gets on top of it, and then it just the hard cuts to him. He's wet, obviously, and he's in the, the dock, of, of where the submarine's going. So obviously swim. What happened from point A to point B? God damn it. Like, did he sneak on board? Was he, did they not submerge? Did, what happened? I, I don't, uh, if you think that too hard, you'll be like, wait, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And it doesn't. Also, how did they get off the island at the end? That island still has Nazis on it. Just because the Nazis at the top of the hill died doesn't mean there's not more Nazis. What do they do? Get on the radios. Hey, come pick us up, America. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that pisses me off about that pisses me off, but just be like, what What, what happened? There's, there's a bunch of Nazis on there. Where'd they go? Yeah. There was probably some kind of little boat or something, or maybe they could... What was the status of Greece back then? I don't remember. Uh, was, Gre- was Greece with uh, Nazi Germany? Well, I mean, it was 1936, so it's not like the Second World War had started in earnest or anything. But no, Greece, Greece was not with uh, Germany after the war started, though. So. Maybe they could get a hold of some Greeks, Greco fishermen people or something. Yeah, maybe. That, um, makes, that makes as much sense as anything. I don't really think. I don't know. I kind of look at that the same way as I look at um, Egg Shed getting up into that that ceiling in Big Trouble Little China. Egg, how'd you get up there? It wasn't easy. You know? Do you really want to see a scene of some old guy struggling to get up into the ceiling? Do we need no, to see that? No, I mean that, that's how I get. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's the same thing. It's like, look, he just did. Okay, shut up, just yeah. enjoy. It. It's <laughs> it's like the the opening theme song to uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. If you're wondering how they eat and breathe and other science facts, just repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should really just relax. Relax. <laughs> same principle. Yeah, but you know, besides the fact that you know how to escape on that island, I mean, this movie is just like I said at the beginning, from beginning to end. A well-rounded movie oh yeah i guess there's nothing about it i don't like there i went on the record to say that yeah i mean this, this movie is like <laughs> pretty much nearly perfect i love this movie mm-hmm. there's there, um stephen soderbergh in 2014 did like he called it it was like to educate people as to how great uh at staging steven spielberg is and how great this movie was mm-hmm. he just took the movie made it black and white removed all the dialogue and uh replaced the soundtrack with like a, a nonsense electronic soundtrack like it's not good it's not bad it's just there so that all you can do is focus on the blocking and the staging of every scene because there's no dialogue there's no collar nothing and when you watch it because i watched a little bit of it in preparation for this i didn't watch the whole movie again in black and white i just kind of jumped around and watched some of my favorite scenes and some random stuff it's true like the way that scenes are composed are still telling the same story without the dialogue, and that might be because I've memorized this movie, but the, the movie really is a masterpiece, and like right down to 
uh, blocking and staging and like minutia like that. And of course, the soundtrack's brilliant and um, the dialogue is so punchy and obviously worked through because they've been working on this movie for a while. And uh, everyone's cast perfect. I don't, there's no way to improve this movie. <laughs> well, even the uh, the beginning scene where they're you know getting that one artifact where the boulder comes out. Um, that guy that was with Indy, he's like, "See you, senor," and then he like dies because he's fucking re- you know retarded and gets hit by the spike when he leaves and stuff. Yeah, like even that scene was pretty fucking cool. I was like, I don't know, like I could have done without that scene, but because that was there, I just loved it. What the intro where he's like getting getting this, that scene is super important. Mm-hmm. This this movie does. I wanted to talk about this. This movie does what the James Bond franchise has been doing for years and a lot of other movies. And I've talked about this on the show before, but if you're making an action movie or a sci-fi movie or something like that, uh, this is the best way to start it. Uh, Tie it to the plot if you can, but it's got to start with action. You've got to make the audience excited about the movie Mm -hmm. and Raiders does that awesome. And not only does it do that, but it gets to set up, you know, who Indy is, what he does, and it sets up Belloc and what a, what a bastard he is. (laughs) And I don't think there was any, like, the flow of the movie was great, too. Like, there was no, like, slow time. I think the only slow time happened was when, you know, he's talking to Sala and, you know, all the the kids and stuff. And, you know, when he's talking to Belloc and that one. By the way, that was another good scene where him and Belloc are in the the hookah bar or something like that. Yeah, that part's great. That's that's a super quotable scene. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like all these Arabs here are here. They they don't care what we're gonna do <laughs> because he thinks Marion's dead, right? Yeah. So it's a radio for talking to God. You want to talk to God? God? <laughs> Let's go see him together. I got I'm nothing. Not, better. Nothing better to do. Yep. <laughs> what do you think of the the arc itself? Did you think that was hokey on how? It... Apparently, the design of the arc. I just read this somewhere. This might be wrong. So grain of salt on this, but apparently the design of the arc in this movie is based in part on historical account. Hmm. Like shit from the Bible and stuff from other sources. Also, uh, the robes he's wearing during the ceremony at the end, Belloc, is also described in Exodus or, or something like that. I might be misremembering, but like the robes are described in the Bible that he is wearing. So they do a little research. Yeah, and of course the Nazis back then were all about getting artifacts and shit. You know, they were doing that in the 30s and 40s. Um, you already talked about the budget, right? Like they, the movie was like 18 million, but they made over like 250 million dollars in the box office. Like I said, this was the highest grossing film of 1981 by a lot. Like mm. second place was not close. I mean, it's a given, right? Because he's everybody's seen Harrison Ford in Star Wars, so seeing him as Indy might have been a big push with Spielberg attached to that and George Lucas. So people fucking went nuts for that. I could I could already see in the eighties. <laughs> um, is there anything else we should talk about? Because we're praising this film to hell. I mean, is there anything I'm missing that we should talk about? It's gonna be easier to talk. Once we have something to compare it to, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Zach, do you have any notes you have or anything? Um, no, not really. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, just, I like it, and uh, probably one of the best action adventure movies ever. Mm-hmm. Just period. Period, comma, exclamation point, everything. So I guess we'll go to like the so far ratings, and I have Raiders at the Lost Ark at number one. Is that everybody's thing at the moment? Yeah, yeah. number one. Number one. All right. So for this week, Raiders of the Lost Ark is at number one for all three of us. All right. If anyone's interested, just real quick, it only took me two mouse clicks. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark made $248.16 million. The second place movie of 1981 made $119.29 million. So it more than doubled it. What was the second place movie? On Golden Pond. What? I mean, yeah, it was a pretty famous drama. I've never fucking heard of that movie. Oh, you never heard of it? I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal. It's got a Katherine Hepburn in it and uh, Henry Fonda and someone. Oh, Jane Fonda's in it. Oh. The Fonda. And then third place was Porky's. Yeah! I've heard that movie. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week, guys, we're going to be watching Indiana Jones. Uh, I have Raiders and the Temple of Doom. It's just and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's the Temple of Doom. Doom. Yeah, that's the next movie we're gonna watch. Make I believe it's on Netflix still. I think all all four of them are on Netflix. All four of them are on Netflix as of this recording. But it's it's we're a few days into November. I don't think they're going anywhere for November. Mm-hmm. I hope not. I don't know. Maybe they'll disappear when Disney Plus launches. But I think everything that was gonna disappear has disappeared from Netflix for now. Mm-hmm. So. so make sure to watch that and then come back here and then we'll talk about the Temple of Doom. But before we go, let's talk about some news that matter to us because a lot of shit has happened. And uh, Terminator Dark Fate has came out and people are just ripping that fucking movie. And... I feel like that has happened every time a Terminator movie has come out since 1995. <clears throat> I, the things I've been hearing is that the plot never changes because they're always protecting somebody against a Terminator. I think the only one that was like a little bit different with salvation with christian bale yeah and but that was... i mean it's it's my third favorite of the ones i've seen i i think salvation is a watchable movie mm-hmm. it's just different and i think i think the only hate it gets is that it doesn't look like the future wars but i'm just like it's the near future <laughs> it's not the the you know the future future where kyle reese is an adult and john connor you know sends kyle reese back and everything yeah. But I digress on that one. Um, are you guys going to see this movie at all? Fuck no. I hadn't planned on it. Yeah, because... I don't want to say any spoilers if you're going to see it. I I have had no interest in Terminator movies past Wait. Terminator 3. Did you see it? No, but oh. I... But I... I, I all my predictions, just based off of the trailers I heard, were real, and it, it it upsets me. You should see it. I mean, you're such a fan of of Terminator. Go see it, and then tell us. Tell us if it's good, and then when you say it's not, we'll say okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on to, um, I guess, somewhat good and somewhat bad reviews. A Death Stranding got the reviews came in, and they were pretty mixed. 
things I've been hearing is that it is a FedEx simulator. I feel like this was always going to happen. Like judging from the gameplay, mm-hmm. the, the movie's going to lean real hard on like the weird Conan O'Brien gives you an otter hat kind of weirdness. But then other than that, it's going to be like Stone Cold Serious. <laughs> so I don't know if this movie or this movie, this game is going to end up being for everyone, which is a shame because the budget for it is crazy, and I'll bet Sony thinks it's going to make them a fuck ton of money. I don't think it is. I don't know. I, I, I genuinely am still wondering. Like, I, I was telling you guys off the air, but I'll say it here, too. I decided to cancel my collector's edition of it. And mm. it's not because I was like, all oh, the movie's going to be bad. I was just like, I don't know. I feel, I don't know, less. You, you, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll double back to that next week because then we'll, we'll all have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cryptic. I've also heard things like the ending is like two hours long yeah i heard that too it's like longer than some movies i love that that's that's so kojima mm-hmm. so people were pissed off about that but, but come on man like people know kojima people know that he he's more of a movie director than in a gaming director in my opinion i don't i don't see that as a negative that's fine with me i one of my fondest gaming memories from growing up really from playing video games at all for my 30 plus years on this this planet is uh, late at night, I was at my grandmother's place. That's just where my PlayStation 2 was at the time. It was closer to the high school I was going to. And um, I was playing Metal Gear Solid 2 for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was near the end, because once you get on Arsenal gear towards the end of the game, like you can tell the shit's hitting the fan, everything's getting real, Colonel's fucked up, Snake's here, he's talking about bandanas. And... Um, it's like it got to the point where you fight all the rays and i was like oh this is about to be the end game i'm fucking i'm finishing this game tonight and it was like you know two in the morning or something because when you're in high school you can you don't have to sleep and um sure enough like the the end game kind of comes up and you gotta fight uh solidus and i swear it's like it's just the fight with solidus on top of the federal building in new york and like one or two other things i turn around and it's fucking five in the morning i was like oh my god how long is the end of this game and I just, I've always remembered that because it just like sucked me in so thoroughly and it was so long and I was watching, I was paying attention and he's talking about, oh, there's uh, your, your, your own identity and you got to, something about memes and also um, Rose loves you, you dumb bitch. And I don't know, whatever the end of that game's about, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But there's like a controversial thing going on because IGN gave, gave it like, what, a 6.8 or something like that? And 6.8 is not that bad. I mean, it's not that good. But, That's a fun, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But like, to me, usually when games are high on IGN, they are somewhat sucky. Yeah, IGN tends to like give middling scores to games I love. Like, I'll always remember the too much water nonsense for Pokemon. That's hilarious. <laughs> And I know Zach, you said that you're just you don't give a fuck about reviews. It's all about what you. No, uh, specifically, you pointed out IGN gave it six point eight. Well, in mainstream gaming media press, anything below an eight point is not a good score. Which why are you, why are all those numbers there if you're not going to use them, you idiot? I don't know. It's part of that. It used to not be that way, but I feel like when Metacritic started getting more traction, that became more and more true. Yeah, because they're trying to judge every score as if it did want to use the whole range. And it's kind of fucking everything up. Yeah, so now now it's more true than ever. So, like, to them, that's not a good game. 
Yeah, and what's funny is like they gave it a six point eight, but they also like like put more positive than than cons in their review, and it's just like, <laughs> why did you give it a six point eight then? Yeah, what the, they've always been fucking inconsistent. Like the you know, too many water thing, too much water, too many HMs. That's a meme. Uh, I remember the review that made me like hate IGN after that, and I didn't want to give them any more credit. Was uh that silent? It was like a review for Silent Hill Homecoming. Um, that one that came out on like the first one that was out on 360 and PS3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that wasn't a really a good game in my opinion, but th- their criticisms of it was some of the dumbest shit. It was just the wrong stuff. They should have been criticizing. It was stuff like the music is too good for this game. That's a negative. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like what? <laughs> and just other, just inane dumb shit. It, it was around that time. I started noticing that, I thought I felt like mainstream gaming press was like getting really shitty. Like mm-hmm. they were they would be they gave like another game that I really like, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3. Something like Game Informer gave it like a 5. That's like and there was nothing wrong with that game. It all it did was improve further on like what it had done before. Like no different from like a Street Fighter or something. It's a fighting game. They gave it a 5. <laughs> yeah, and I I've been following like some YouTube like reviewers too and like obviously young yeah is like a big Hideo Kojima fan and he was just like this is not for everybody and I'm like we already knew about this like (laughs) good is it for me that's that's why that's why reviews are interesting at all I think it's important who's doing the review and whenever it's somewhere like IGN Polygon Kotaku whoever it's important to like note who's writing it because I think a lot of the times they'll assign games to people and whoever's reviewing it doesn't really have the right frame of reference. They don't play that game necessarily. IGN's really bad about that, I think. But yeah, that's why uh, I don't... Uh, word of mouth means way more to me than um, reviewers. And for that matter, reviewers that are just people who are just talking about a game for the sake of it. Like I follow the nintendo subreddit on reddit and some random guy will be like hey i picked up this game it's pretty good that means way more to me than like a huge review from ign and there's there's a few people on youtube whose opinions i give some weight to but i i'm not 100 percent with anyone anywhere my my taste is my own and you know you got to suss out the games you think you're gonna like on your own mm-hmm yeah, my my thing still stands. I think it's the the story of the game is going to be a lot more intriguing than the gameplay. Um, that's always a Hideo Kojima game, in my opinion. The gameplay is kind of like the sides when I play a Hideo Kojima game. I think the only game that I kind of enjoyed playing was Metal Gear Solid Five, and the story wasn't that great. You didn't like playing three. Three was uh, okay. I didn't like the survival stuff. What the fuck? I think if you strip away all the characters, <laughs> the dialogue, the story, if you strip away everything that gives character to any of those games, I think I can agree with Dubs, though. I had a lot of fun playing Metal Gear Solid Five. I had a lot of fun, like, stealing stuff and, and, and uh, kidnapping guys and stuff like that. But, yeah, overall, like, three is the best game. But that's because it has all those other things that give it character. Ironically, I think 5 was the game where I, I kind of felt like kind of bored by the gameplay because of the lack of story and characterization. 
that was four for me. Like there were parts of four that I had to like, uh, I, I got to get through this. I got to get through this. No, four was like that too. It was just the other, it's like a pendulum. That was too far on the other end. Oh yeah. It was just like too much story, too many cutscenes. That's why I'm kind of wary of death, death stranding a little bit. Yeah, I'm worried I'm it's going to be like four. Yeah. He's out of control. He can't find his sweet spot anymore. Nope. Well, the thing is, um, all the trailers that came out explaining the story were just like, okay, Dead Man and all those characters and stuff, Heart Man. Whoa, man. <laughs> and I'm like, what, Whoa, man. what is I was like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, like, the lunch trailer that he created. I, I think I invented that joke, so I don't know if anyone's going to get it. <laughs> the, um, the lunch trailer, have you guys watched the lunch trailer? Nah, I'm done. I'm done watching stuff until I, the game's in my hands. Same here, man. I don't watch trailers. Yeah, because it, it explained really well what was going on. And I think if he would have put that four months ago, I would have been like, that could possibly hype people because like Norman Reedus and his fucking world and shit with the dead and living, what is going on here? Fuck people. Fuck, fuck hyping them. You know what this game needed to get me hype? It didn't even need a title. They could have just put a black box in GameStop and I could have said a Hideo Kojima game and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to pick that up and see what that is. I told my friend, I said, you know, Hideo Kojima could make a shit game and like made out of poop, literally, and I'd still play it. <laughs> no, if the game's bad, I like to think, and I, I hope that this is true. I'm going to say it. I'm going to hope it's true. I like to think that I'm intelligent enough that if I play a game from someone that I, I so blindly like, like that, and it's bad, I hope I recognize that. I hope that when I get this game, if it's bad, I'll be like, oh, I hate this game. I don't like this at all. But, and I realize it's really stupid. I'm using hyperbole a little bit, folks. It's not like, oh, I blindly follow everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kojima's ever done. He's never he's never made anything bad. It's just he's so interesting, and I've talked about it on other episodes. But he's so interesting, and I'm looking forward to him getting to make what he wanted to make. It's a Metal Gear for goddamn sake. Yeah, but uh, Death Stranding's coming out this Friday, so we'll <laughs> we'll hold off until we what we really think about it uh, until next week. Um. I got one more gaming news before I get into two more movie news here. Um, BlizzCon, BlizzCon happened, and uh, they announced Overwatch 2, which is, I don't know why it's called Overwatch 2. It's more like an expansion, but somehow they they just put number two in it. Yeah, I'm confused about that whole thing. Like, I haven't seen anything about it. I just know there's a campaign question mark, and I guess it has the same characters, or it doesn't. It does. Okay, it does. Okay, I don't, I Same don't characters, and there's going to be more characters in the future, just like how Overwatch 1 was going to do it. So I don't know why they put a 2 here. I think they put a 2 just for getting people to buy it. Stuff is... There is going to be things different about it. The graphics are updated. Expansions don't usually do that. It's going to release um, as its own box to release, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, fair enough, I mean, and then, like, they also changed, they added in, like, a talent system so you can kind of spec your character. That was something you couldn't do at all before. Uh, so that's going to change up meta for a lot of characters. So that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're still going to have, and then there's a PvE mode. Story. Yeah, finally, story mode. That's so, yeah. That's what I'm most excited about. 
Well, you know what I'm most excited about though is Diablo Four. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Diablo fucking two. The Good. Game, I mean, game. I like Diablo Three. The game was a lot of fun, but at times it was a little too like the edges weren't sharp enough on it. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a question. Do you think this was rushed because of the mobile thing, or do you think they were always working on this and they just wanted to put the mobile thing out just to be like, hey? I, yeah, I think they would be stupid to have not been working on it at some point. Like, I think as soon as they wrapped up that, that DLC on 3, they probably started putting pen to paper on this mm-hmm. and then developing it at some point. They probably had, like, a vague window they wanted to release it in, and, you know, it worked pretty well for Diablo 3, was let's release it on uh, 360 and PS, or well, let's release it toward the end of a generation, and then let's release it again. And I think they're going to do that with four. I'm pretty sure we're going to see versions of Diablo Four for four consoles in DC. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't been really keeping up with BlizzCon. Um, I thought Diablo Four looked pretty good. Yeah, um, that nine minute trailer is outstanding. Knock my dick stiff. <laughs> I heard they had gameplay t- too. Like I missed that. I haven't seen that yet. People were streaming it, like the Koreans and shit, because I don't know. Koreans always get it first to play. Um, Zach, what do you think about Diablo Four? You hyped for it? Uh, yeah, I really like Diablo. Um, I'm pretty big Blizzard fan anyway, though, and uh, it's hard for me to pick between that and Warcraft. Usually, which one I like better? Mm-hmm. But Usually there's been a traditional Diablo-style game, so in terms of consistency, I think that one's pulled ahead in terms of like which one I like better now. What if they made some weird uh, off-the-wall Diablo spinoff in another genre? Would you get hype? Well, oh, you mean like the phone game? No. Well, no, I mean like <laughs> a console game, but it's like, it's like uh, instead of being the style it is, it's like a third person, like Witcher style, single protagonist kind of game. What about oh, that? I, I would probably like that too, because it, it's not so far out of left field, really. Yeah, it's still in the world. It's still got all the, the tropes. I kind of wish, I kind of have always wished they'd do something like that with Warcraft, actually, instead of WoW. I kind of want there to be like an RPG or something. I kind of wish uh, StarCraft Ghost came out, but that guy <laughs> can. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was very interested in that. I'd still like them to see, like them to see. I'd like to see them uh, do something with that. It, just anything, it, it, just something fun. And I, I always really like the fact that the character turned up in uh, Heroes of the Storm. That's that's a nice touch. She was mm-hmm. in StarCraft too, as well. Oh yeah, I guess it's a good point. They should put. <laughs> Her and fucking uh, Overwatch, but whatever. They did, technically. Oh, who? Uh, It's a skin for Widowmaker. You get a Nova skin. Very Uh, cool. That's cool. Um, And also on the side note, BlizzCon, uh, apparently there was an apology, and then just, you know, the internet just shit on it (laughs) because of the whole China thing. And I believe they apologized for Diablo as well, if I'm correct. Crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. That's even funnier. Yeah. yeah. Well, they read the room wrong there. Um, there was also very brief mention. They talked about the Warcraft 3 remake just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of hoping there'd be more to it, but they... I guess they're going to have the beta soon for it. I can't play it. My computer's too fucking old. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> get a new computer. the remake of the RTS, Warcraft 3? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I can get down on that. Yeah. 
I, I guess it's been so low key. You see, you didn't even know. I didn't tell you anything because there's been nothing to fucking talk about. <laughs> They're just like, we're doing it. And I'm like, awesome. And you can see a little bit of it. And that was it. <laughs> uh, but, um, that was I, nice. yeah, the apology, I, I, nobody cared about. <laughs> they just shit on it. So I, just, I mean, like, everyone saw right through them originally. They're going to see right through an apology. Like mm-hmm. they, they want to make money. Okay, we get it. You suck. You won't stand up for anything. You just want to make money. But here I am excited about Diablo 4. So I don't know who am I. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on from gaming to movie news, quickly about the new Batman movie. Andy Serkis. Is this official? I thought this was just like, oh, they're eyeing them. They're thinking about it. They got a guy playing Jim Gordon. I think he's set. Let me see if I could find him because uh, I sent it on Discord to one of my friends. But it's it's supposedly, and I feel like these roles are reversed. But okay, whatever. Um, Colin Farrell to play Penguin, and Andy, Andy Circus to play Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Andy Circus should play the Penguin, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. You're Colin right. Farrell's not old enough to be Alfred, clearly, but neither is Andy Serkis. And uh, Jeffrey Wright is going to be playing Jim Gordon in the new Batman film. Why he... can't the Penguin be a fat guy? <laughs> why can't it just be Danny DeVito? He's yeah, why can't it just be? He's, he's the same. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can make him all disgusting and creepy like he was before. Yes. Are you guys getting nervous about that? Because I feel like they're just doing like a whole put all the villains in there kind of thing. Yeah, I'm nervous about everything DC turns into a movie. Because I was <laughs> I was excited for the Riddler. When I saw third villain, see, I wasn't aware of that until I saw that third villain. I was like, what the? F- why That's, three? <laughs> they're fucking up the formula. Two is best. It's always two. Mm-hmm. I'll do two, brother. Yeah, but uh, what I was going to say is that they're in talks for Andy Serkis to play Alfred and Colin Farrell to play Penguin. Uh, I believe Jonah Hill was supposed to be Riddler, but he turned that down probably because he knew it was going to be shitty or something or not paid enough. Probably not paid enough. No, he was supposed to be Penguin, and he was demanding like $10 million. Oh, geez. If he was a fucking third villain in a movie and he's demanding $10 million, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly. And plus, like... Is, jo- is Jonah Hill really worth ten million fucking dollars? Seriously, I like him fine. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's the best actor ever, but yeah, I think he's good. Is he Jack Nicholson though? Can, does he have that much clout and that much fucking star power to make a demand like that? Is what I mean. No, of course not. That's that's fucking delusional. <laughs> like, um, kind of a quick note here on iHorror.com. There is uh, rumors that Elijah Wood wants to produce the next A Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And um, okay. I, I, <laughs> my, do it. my opinion, let somebody do who wants to do it rather than giving it to somebody be like, hey, do it because we want to make money. You know what I mean? That that is That is one of the best points I've ever heard. I think if someone wants to do something bad enough, they'll do the right thing with it. Mm. Like if someone's like, I really want to play Deadpool because I like stupid comic book shit and I like Deadpool. Maybe I'll make a dead good Deadpool movie. And then two good Deadpool movies came out. Like it's someone's got to want to do this stuff for it to turn out to be really good. And Elijah Wood does like horror shit. Like he was in that maniac remake and mm. uh, that creepy as fuck. So I, I think it worked. 
Yeah, so keep an eye out on that. I'd be excited for that because, like you said, Elijah Wood is fucking... He loves horror, so... Someone that's going to want to do it is probably going to do it right compared to somebody who just wants to make money. Yeah, they're going to go to someone else. Hey, we need you to make the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, okay, how much are you going to pay me? A lot. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Rob Zombie, you want to do it? Okay. Didn't he already? Yeah. Like, he made the Nightmare? He did Nightmare and I think Freddy and then also Halloween. So he did all three. Right. I mean, he pro- he probably wanted to do that shit. It's just he's... yeah, no, he he almost definitely did. It's just, he's yeah. got his own flavor to it. It would be like if they if they were like, hey, um, uh, Tim Burton's gonna make Nightmare on Elm Street. We would all know immediately what we're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> Wacky. Wacky shit. That's what all. That's all I say. Wacky and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though the last. Uh, what was the one where they fucking attacked uh, Freddy in, in the dreams and shit? Like, they all had superpowers and stuff. What was that one? Was that, that three? The, one? Um, the Dream Children? Dream Warriors. No, that's three. I think it's three, man. Yeah, I think that's three. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was wacky. That could be like a Tim Burton thing. Maybe. Did you, did you guys see A New Nightmare? No. no. That's the most under, un, underrated uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie by a lot. That movie's really good. I highly recommend it. I know it's November now, but fuck it. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Is there anything you guys else want to bring up in the news? Because that's the only thing that caught my eye. Um, no more Star Wars stuff, I should say, besides The Mandalorian came out with a new trailer, and it looks fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. No superhero movies for a while, right? Good. That's a, That's okay. I mean, I like them, but, you know fatigue can wear in so yeah. it's good to have like a little break yeah i mean i think two a year was pushing it but we're looking at like three a year for a couple of the coming years so mm-hmm. better be good they better yeah, be they good gotta, ones they gotta be they they really and they have more to prove than ever because marvel is in their post infinity war period they got to prove that they can keep like building hype and dc has proved hey we can make we can use these characters to make good movies. We just can't get them to fit like puzzle pieces together. <clears throat> That's shit to prove. Also, uh, the last Hellboy movie sucked. So there. <laughs> less, less Captain Marvel, more, uh, more good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do that. I want to see Marvel just like rip off the Joker formula and do like a fucking gritty ass Punisher movie or something. <laughs> Doom. Come on, do it. <laughs> Or uh, what's that um, fucking schizophrenia, uh, schizo guy? Moon Knight? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Moon, oh, well, that would be kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, I, I, could get, I, could, I could get behind that. Fucking uh, it, it, weirdo Egyptian Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, man. But I think we'll end this episode. It was a nice quick one. Raiders of the Lost Ark, some news. Um... Remember, next week we did a, we'll be doing Temple of Doom. So remember to watch it and come back here. If you want to catch all our podcasts that we do, Big Trouble Little Podcast, Get In Some Color, Escape From SideQuest, whenever we do that, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, and we're also on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, so, you know, give us a comment. I know you guys are watching. We had like 70 downloads the other day. So... 
I, I know you guys are fucking downloading. Just fucking say something, please. We know you're watching. That's not bad for us. But uh, until next time, guys. See you later. Thanks for listening. Peace.